reading from the book of Acts in the first chapter, the first 11 verses. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of God for the people of God. The psalm appointed for this day is number 47, found on number 781 of your hymnal. Let us read responsively. Clap your hands, all ye people. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared. Who subdued peoples under us, and nations under our feet. God has gone up with a shout. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our ruler, sing praises. For God is the ruler of all the earth. God reigns over the nations. The princes of the people gather as the people of God of, of the God of Abraham.
The New Testament lesson is written in the letter to the Ephesians, in the first chapter, verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head of all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, John, for being one of our readers. What's your temptation? Chocolate cake? Maybe, uh, what's it called? The velvet uh, form of a chocolate cake? Red velvet, yeah, yeah. Mmm, what a temptation. If you can just keep it out of sight, maybe, maybe you won't give in to that temptation. Uh, what else could there be? A new Corvette. Oh, just food? Yeah, okay, that's better. Thank you. I'll forget the Corvette. Uh, food. Food of any kind. Uh, that's, that's the way we uh, try to deal with temptation sometimes. We, if we can name it and just keep it out of sight, maybe we won't be bothered. If we can just quit those habits and, uh, you know, put anything connected with that habit out of reach out of sight maybe we'll be okay now I hope it works with sin but sometimes I doubt it sometimes I think we uh, we put it away we put it out of sight and somehow our minds have a way of wrapping around that and it's almost as real as if we had it in our hands, in our mouth, and right there. So, uh, so sometimes outside, out of mind, may not be all there is to it. Well, I, I'd say all the time. It's, that's not all there is to it. But what I want to cover today is uh, a replacement for that. Now, uh, I know the, the criticism over my time in ministry has been we don't, we don't preach enough about sin. Well, 
temptation that leads to sin, there's part of that. Okay, I've, I've touched on that. But uh, I think sometimes we dwell on the negatives. And I, I think we need to be more aware of the positives. And, and there's one of those positives that is pretty much out of sight. And part of the reason we read our Bibles and do Bible studies and come to church and worship and part of the reason we get on our knees and pray to God is is so that heaven, which may be out of sight, will never be out of mind. Now, uh, maybe we need to be a little careful how we talk about heaven. You know, what, what was it when we were kids? It was like going to the candy store. Uh, what was it when we were, you know, a little bit older? It's uh, a life of ease. You know, no more of this working for a living. We'll be on the clouds strumming our, our uh, harps. Um, but uh, heaven's never been quite that simple. Now, we've been in Revelation for several weeks, and we didn't read from that book today. Some people give up on Revelation because of all the war and violence and bloodshed and curses and everything else going on. But, uh, you know, it, it does portray an image of heaven where we worship God 24-7, if you can measure anything that way. We worship God through all eternity. Now, you know, if you're still wanting the clouds or if you're still wanting the ice cream or some of those things that tempted you in the body, you may not be happy with that heavenly spirit. But uh, let's think a little bit more. Jesus uh, has lived for for 30-some years He's been with his disciples maybe, maybe a tenth of that time. Maybe a little bit longer. We don't know all the relationships and exactly when they, when they began. But uh, he, he's, he's worked for three solid years. We're, you know, biblically, we're, we're well aware of that. And he's, he's taught, he's performed miracles, uh, he's healed, uh, he's cast out demons and evil spirits um, and uh, he's been put to death and miraculously on the third day as he said he would he was risen back to life and uh, 40 days later we is actually on June 30th this this year but uh, we, we come to that time of his resurrection appearances and we, we uh, recognize the day of ascension. Now, God forgive me and I hope you'll forgive me. I'll just tell you for a long, well, not a long time, but I often thought that the reason we celebrate ascension is because we have no other explanation for why the resurrected Jesus isn't still with us in bodily form. 
don't uh, don't go there. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's well, it's not good theology, and uh, it's certainly not a good understanding of ascension. Ascension was was Jesus leaving the earth and leaving his church with with a promised return. And if you if you read the gospels in their entirety and you work out the the uh, differences between Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and, and if, when you come to this day of of separation it's it's not just a separation but it's it's Jesus ascending to to be fully in God's presence and then two things will follow one we hear it clearly in acts uh, i'm sending you out to uh Jerusalem and Samaria and the ends of the world. I'm sending you to Copper Hill and McKaysville, to Atlanta and Nashville, to Washington, D.C. And I'm, I'm sending you to all the little countries and big countries and all the people on this earth with the good news of God's love, God's saving work in Jesus and God's redemption of all humankind. Big job. Big job. Big task. I'd rather be riding a cloud. I'd rather be strumming a, well, I'd rather be strumming a guitar. Uh, except I still like to preach. And I think we still need to hear the good news. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the irony of the good news that God's victory came in death and cross. We don't, well, we shouldn't try to explain that. I mean, for all human purposes, Jesus was failure. But for his own purpose and for God's greater purpose, this is the expression of God's love. How much, how much does God love us? This much pressed to the cross. And uh, the success of that is really hard to measure. But here we are some 2,000 years since and we're still telling the story. And we're still finding faith to get up in the morning and go to the doctor, go to the job, go to do what we have to do and need to do and to find time in our busy schedules to do for other people. A, a weekly meal, uh, baskets for... Uh, personal care and medical help and those educational projects that go around the world. And uh, following the ascension, there, there is Pentecost. Now, 
that Holy Spirit was present. If you read Luke's gospel, uh, Jesus continually offered people the Holy Spirit. And he spoke with that woman who prayed earnestly and the unjust judge finally gave in. And Jesus would say, if an old mean old judge will do that for the woman just because she's persistent, what's God going to do for you? And when we, uh, when we talk about, you know, sharing and, and all, uh, God promises that, you know, we're going to have it put in our laps and it's going to overflow and overflow. And some people think that means money, but Luke is telling us it's God's Spirit that is abundant and available. And uh, if, you, if you stick with this, you'll have it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an all-in-one. It's the gospel story within the Bible. It's the experience of suffering and death. Sometimes it's our own or our loved ones. When we believe this, and, and when we have experienced this in our own lives, then uh, we do get a sense of what heaven is about. And it's not just about ease and, you know, it, it's about the kind of love that is just readily apparent between people of all nations and all kinds and we may be surprised at some of the people there that we thought were sinners. And some of them might be surprised to see us there. We don't want heaven to be out of mind. In fact, I, I think part of that is the connection between the head and the heart. You know, they, they say that's the longest distance in the world. Taking it from the brain to the heart. Well, I think it's just as difficult taking it from the heart to the brain. We can't describe heaven. We don't know the, the facts of it. Uh, but we know that it's, uh, it, it's a continuation of our relationship with God. And uh, we experience it, uh, I think, most of all when we're praising God and worshiping God. And when we're uh, showing God's love to those who don't know it. And uh, sharing God's love with those people who will allow us. And sometimes we got to work hard to earn the right to help people. And even then, we got to work harder to find the way to help them in the way they need. But all of that is part of living the life of faith, living here as if it is heaven. Lord's Prayer says that, you know. Let us live on earth as it is in heaven. When you're going to start. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for your goodness, your grace. We give thanks that you hear our concerns even before we ask. We thank you that your grace is sufficient for every time of need. And uh, we're thankful that we do have good news and a story to tell to all the nations and all the world and to each and every neighbor and person in, in our own community. 
uh, we thank you for this church and for the many stories of faith that uh, have lived here and uh, come alive at the telling. We uh, remember those we've named and others uh, who have been in the news, uh, the tragedies and the the, uh, terrible things that can happen. Forgive us and uh, help us to be loving and and supportive of those in need of of all kinds. And uh, we offer our prayer as we offer our gifts in Jesus' name. Amen.